Mark chapter 9 and verse 23 to 27. Those are opening scriptures. Let us read together. Jesus said to him, You say to me, If I can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. Immediately the father of the boy cried out with a desperate piercing cry saying, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd was rapidly gathering around them, he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it, You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After screaming out and throwing him into a terrible convulsion, it came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse, so still and pale, that many of the spectators said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him up, and he stood up. Jesus! Hallelujah! In this chapter, chapter 9, it begins with Jesus and his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, going up to the mountain where Jesus was transfigured. The Bible says in verse 2 and 3 that he was transfigured and changed in form, and he began to shine brightly with divine and regal glory. And his clothes became radiant, dazzling, and intensely white. The disciples saw Jesus like they had never seen him before. And my prayer today is that we will see Jesus transfigured and changed in our eyes. And we will see him like we have never seen him before. That today your impression or your image of who Jesus is will be changed and transformed. That before your very eyes and in our minds and in our hearts, that we will see Jesus for who he really is, high and lifted up. It goes on to say that Elijah and Moses appeared to him, and they were talking about the things that are to come. And then it says that when they came down from the mountain to the other nine disciples, they found a huge crowd that had gathered around them. And on seeing Jesus, this crowd rushed to him. And Jesus asks them what they were discussing. And then it says in verse 17 that there's one man in the crowd who stepped forward. There was one man in that crowd who stepped forward and began to talk to Jesus. And I pray that today there shall be one who will step forward from the crowd, who will step forward from the press and the crowd and the congregation and speak to Jesus directly. This man stepped forward and said, I brought my son to be healed. But the disciples were unable to heal him. It's me, O Lord standing in the need of prayer. In verse 22, the boy's father says, telling Jesus, the demon has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water, intending to kill him. But if you can do anything, 
take pity on us and help us. And this is where we pick up the story from the opening scriptures in verse 23. Note that this man speaking to Jesus in verse 22 says, But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Then in verse 23, where we began reading, Jesus responds and says to him, You say to me, if I can. It's like Jesus is asking him, what do you mean? What kind of a question is that? If I can. Then Jesus answers him and says, All things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. So Jesus is telling him it's not a matter of if Jesus can, it's a matter of believing and trusting. It's not a matter of if God can. It's a matter of if we will believe and trust in him. Jesus said for such a person, and I pray that there are many such persons here today who are not asking if you can, but are stretching out their faith and believing and trusting in God. For such a person, Jesus said, all things are possible. And I know that Jesus speaks the truth. And he said all things, and it means all things are possible. And on hearing this, this man, in a desperate cry, responds and says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. This is a year of breakthroughs. And one of the meanings of breakthrough is to increase, an increase in knowledge or understanding that removes barriers to progress. Now last week, Pastor ministered such a powerful word, break up, break out, break through every barrier. And today we are going to break through one of those barriers. We are going to overcome a barrier to progress. This man needed a breakthrough that he needed to overcome. He needed to overcome the barrier of unbelief that was keeping him from receiving his breakthrough. And today I want to minister, I want to share a word, breaking through the unbelief. Breaking through the unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. This man was in a crisis. His son was being tormented by demon forces that were even trying to kill him. He came to the disciples, but the disciples were unable to help him. He finally got to Jesus after stepping out of the crowd, but he faced a barrier which he needed to overcome. He needed to overcome his unbelief. Today we are going to learn how to overcome this barrier of unbelief. We are going to break through the barrier of unbelief. What is unbelief? Unbelief, a peitheo, 
is not just a passive unbelief. It's not just passive, but it's an active battle between our will and the will of God. Preventing the word of God from penetrating deep into our hearts and generating the faith that we need that will motivate action and produce results. It is a battle. Remember, breakthrough is a military term. There is a battle of unbelief. It's not just passive. It's a battle going on in our hearts. Arguments. Strongholds. Trying to keep us from walking in the things of God. And that's why this man in a desperate piercing cry cries out, Lord, I do believe. Help me overcome. Help me break through this unbelief. And the first thing that we need to do like this man is to acknowledge that we are struggling with unbelief. As believers, if you asked, do you believe? We would all say yes. But the truth is there are struggles within us of unbelief, battles, arguments within us that hold us back from achieving all that God has for us. This man did not hide his condition from the Lord. He came and he spoke and in a desperate cry, he made his condition known before the Lord. Many times we do not struggle with if God can. We struggle with if God will. We know that God heals. But we struggle with will he heal me? Will he heal my loved one? We know that God provides. We do not doubt that. But will he provide for me? We know that God delivers. We've seen him deliver others. But will he deliver me? Will he show himself in my circumstances? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Will God do it for me? Bring that to the Lord. Let him hear your cry of desperation. Psalms 120 and verse 1 says, In my distress I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. In my distress I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Lord, I believe. Help me overcome. Help me break through this unbelief. Let the Lord hear your voice. Pastor also taught us that breakthroughs from the master of breakthroughs is a process and not an event. When we are going through the process, there's something we need to settle in our hearts. Who is in charge? Who has the ultimate authority? And this brings us to our second point. Who is in charge of your life? Who is in charge of my life? You and I need to settle it in our hearts and in our minds as we go through the process, as we encounter a crisis, that God is still in charge and that he will work all things for my good. 
and your good. According to Romans 8:28, this man, when he first spoke, revealed what was in his heart. He said, but if you can do anything, take pity on us. This question reveals what was in his heart. He was not fully convinced that Jesus was in control. Maybe it's because of what he had seen and his experiences. He had been at the mountain with the disciples. They had tried to heal his son, but they were unable. Maybe this put doubts in his heart as to whether Jesus himself could do it or not. But Jesus addressed that question, what do you mean if I can? Jesus responded to him by saying, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. Even in the deepest of crises, God is still in charge. He is in charge and he is in control. He knows what he is doing. And if we do not settle this in our hearts, we will consistently struggle with unbelief. We will consistently be struggling with unbelief. Settle it in your heart that God is in charge of your life. That he's the one who has control. He's the one who has authority in your life. In our house, my wife and I, whenever we are faced with crisis, we like to say God is not seated in heaven wondering what to do. And in your life today, God is not wondering what to do. He's not calling a crisis meeting in heaven because of your crisis. God knows what to do with you. God knows exactly what he's doing. There is no emergency. There is no crisis in heaven. Settle it in your heart that God is in charge. We read in the Old Testament of Joseph, son of Jacob, who was speaking to his brothers who had sold him into slavery. And he tells them in Genesis chapter 45 and verse 8, So it's not you who sent me here. We know when you read the story, it is his brothers who sold him. But Joseph says, it is not you who sent me here. It is God. He recognized God is the one who was in charge of his life, not his brothers. And through all the suffering and mistreatment Joseph went through, he did not lose sight of who was in charge of his life. He saw it was God who had sent him to Egypt. And even when faced with temptation... From Potiphar's wife, he did not say, how can I sin against my master? He said, how can I sin against God? God was always in the picture in his life. He knew God's hand was with him. And we know the end of the story, how God promoted him and broke through for him. Psalms 25 and verse 1 to 3 says, Lord, I put my life in your hands. I trust you, my God. I will not be disappointed. My enemies will not laugh at me. No one who trusts in you will be disappointed. This is a promise of God. In the story we are referring to Jesus and his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, came down from the mountain. And there was a large crowd that had gathered. And they were questioning and arguing. It says the scribes were arguing with the other nine disciples. So there were many opinions flying around. 
This man, like we said earlier, had to turn his attention towards Jesus and away from the crowd. This reminds me of another incident a few chapters earlier in the book of Mark. Chapter 5, where Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee and goes and heals the Gadarene demoniac. Sending the demons into the swine. And then it says that on seeing this, the people told him to leave their region. They couldn't handle the power of God. So they told Jesus to leave. And then in verse 21, it says that when Jesus had crossed over in the boat to the other side of the sea, a large crowd, here's another large crowd, gathered around him. And he stayed at the seashore. Verse 22 says, one of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and seeing him fell at his feet and begged anxiously with him saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she may be healed and live. Verse 24, it says Jesus went with him and a large crowd followed. This is when the woman with the issue of blood came and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus stopped because he felt that there was healing virtue that had flowed from him. Just as he was finishing with this lady, people came from Jairus' house and told him, Do not trouble the master anymore. Do not trouble the master anymore. Because your daughter is dead. Take note. They say, do not trouble who? The master. We are talking about the master of breakthroughs. The master of breakthroughs. Then Jesus, overhearing what had been said, said to him, do not be afraid. Only keep believing in my power and my prayer. This man was close to Jesus, that Jesus was able to overhear what he had been told. Do not go far away from the master. Do not travel or move away from the master. Stay close to the master. Let him hear even what is being said to you that he may counter it. The scriptures say that Jesus overheard what he was told. Stick close to Jesus. Despite the delay, the man did not give up. He stood there close to Jesus. And Jesus told him, do not be afraid. Only keep believing in me and in my power. And this brings us to the third and final point for today, which is despite the circumstances, do not give up. Do not give in to fear. Keep believing. Keep believing. This man had a choice of who to believe. Those who came from his house with the facts. They came with the facts. They had come from his house. They had seen that the daughter had died. These were not rumors. They had facts. But he also had the word of God on the other hand. What would he believe? The facts or the word of God? And we too need to make that decision. What will we believe? The facts of the situation or the word of God? The master. Trouble not the master. Many of us 
because of the circumstance we have faced or are facing, have given up. And we have listened to that voice that has told us, trouble not the master. Trouble not the master. But today, that is being reversed. In Jesus' name, we are speaking to the master. Step out of the crowd that is telling you to trouble not the master. Whether it's a physical crowd of people who are naysayers or the many voices in your mind that are screaming to you to give up. Telling you that it will never happen for you. Step out of that crowd in Jesus' name. And do what it says in Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 7. And it says, give him no rest from your prayers until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her a praise of the earth. Give him no rest. Give the Lord no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise upon the earth. Jesus is the master of breakthroughs. Do not stop talking to him. Luke chapter 11 and verse 9 and 10, Jesus himself said, I say to you, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened. And in verse 10 it says, for everyone who keeps on asking persistently receives. And everyone who keeps on seeking persistently finds. And to him who keeps on knocking persistently, the door will be opened. The master of breakthroughs says to you and I, do not give up on your prayers. Keep praying. Keep pressing in. Keep trusting. Keep holding on to the promises of God. Don't let go. Don't allow the voices of negativity and the voices of the crowds to dull the voice of God and the promise of God in your life. Don't give up. Don't give in. God is faithful. Break through the unbelief. Break through that unbelief. And see the master of breakthroughs break through for you. Break through that unbelief. And see the master of breakthroughs break through for you. At the beginning of the year, Pastor Nelson, when he was sharing the word, talked about Psalms 23. And in verse 5, it says that you lay a table before me in the midst of my enemies. In the midst of my enemies. Some of you have seen your enemies and you're wondering where God is. But I'm here to tell you there is a table for you. Even in the midst of those enemies, it doesn't matter what those enemies may be saying. But there is a table before you. Even in the midst of the enemies, God does not need to remove your enemies to prepare a table for you. In the midst of your enemies, God will prepare a table for you. What are you looking at? Are you looking at the enemies or are you looking at the table that the Lord has prepared for you? So in conclusion, we are breaking through the barriers of unbelief. We are opening our heart before the Lord and acknowledging, yes, I am struggling. I'm not struggling with if you can, Lord, but I'm struggling if you will do it for me. Will you do it for me? Lord, I believe. Help me overcome. Help me break through. 
this unbelief. We are settling it in our hearts that God is the one who is in control. He's the one in control of our lives. And our lives are in His hands. We will not give in to fear, but we'll keep believing despite the circumstances that we are facing. We will keep believing. We're not giving in to fear. You know where you are. You know what you're battling. You know where your struggle is. Let the Lord hear your voice. Let the Lord hear your voice. Lord, I believe, but help me overcome. Help me overcome. Help me overcome. Help me overcome this unbelief. Jesus. Oh, God. Lord, I believe. I do believe. But Lord, help me overcome this unbelief. Help me overcome this unbelief in the name of Jesus. Oh God, may we see you today high and lifted up. Lord, may our eyes be opened to see you for who you are in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that a desperate cry, oh God, will rise from this house today in all different circumstances, oh Lord. Do it for us, oh God. Do it for us, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak healing. I speak healing, my God. Conditions that have been persistent and have been stubborn. Lord, I speak healing. I speak healing. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we believe that you will do it for us. You will do it for us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we resist that temptation to give in to fear. Lord, we will not fear. We will not fear. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as your word says in Psalm 68 and verse 28, summon your power, oh God. Summon your power, summon your power, oh God, and show your strength, show your strength, oh God, as you have done before, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All things are possible to the one who believes. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we honor you and we bless you today. That, Lord, we have broken through and we have broken out of that unbelief. Lord, we pray that as we go to our various places, that, Lord, we are going with you, the master of breakthroughs. That, Lord, prayers that have been set aside are being revived once again in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.